Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. Thank you everyone for tuning into this episode uh, of the Detroit Lions coverage. This is our post-week three game discussion, joined here by Logan. Logan, thank you for hopping on this episode. Uh, don't forget, stay tuned for our obviously our uh, week three recap episode and our power rankings, week three power rankings episode. They, they, all those episodes should be out this week. Um, and make sure you are following us on all of our social media accounts at Tea Time Reports on Instagram, TikTok, Threads, and Twitter slash X because we're very prevalent on there. If you want to like just you know read about some NFL news, sports news, all that kind of stuff. Um, but let's get into this. The Detroit Lions at Ford Field had to take on the visiting Atlanta Falcons, and this is a team me personally in the Atlanta Falcons. I've been incredibly high on um, this, this entire season, I had them at five post week three power rankings. I mean, week two power rankings and, um, their rush attack is deadly, but in this game, it was it's mortalized. Up, yeah. it, it was like you said, bottled up. Um, Bajan Robinson, Tyler Algier had held under a hundred yards each 45 yards total for both of them rushing. Wow. So that shows that our, our pressure was getting there and we had to put the game in Desmond Ritter's hands and he just was not able to deliver. Um, I don't know if it's their scheme. I don't know if it's something going on with the play calling. But, you know, you touched up on it off mic. No receiver or tight end in Atlanta is going to emerge. The numbers are going to be very minimal. Just the whole passing offense there as a total is just lackluster, I'd say. It is. It's not up to par. And just one other thing before we get really into this game. Uh, We are watching currently the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Las Vegas Raiders right now. It is muted in the background, so if you hear any fucking random call-outs of dog <laughs> shit plays or anything like Devontae Adams did just score, so shout-out to him. And this episode will definitely be released a couple days after this game, so it's not going to be like you're going to be listening to this live or anything, but, you know, just, you know, if, if you want some genuine live reactions <laughs> in the moment, then you'll get some. You'll get some. But uh, getting back to the Detroit Lions and their win... Over the Atlanta Falcons, they won 20-3. to They held Atlanta to no touchdowns. Um, I think this was a story of a, of a well-rounded football team winning at home, doing what they had to do, especially coming into a short week. They play on Thursday night. Um, but, Logan, overall, what were your thoughts, reactions, and, in a sense, give us your two cents on what you thought of this game. Because uh, we definitely predicted it to be a little high scoring, more high-scoring than yeah, this. Yeah, I did as well, yeah. Um, but... Did you expect Atlanta to come fall flat on its face like this or not? Uh, I mean, you kind of figure out the key to their offense, the run game. So you shut down the run game and force Ritter to pass, and you guys sack seven times. Um, so if you can just get pressure on them, bottle up the run, like play through the trenches, you know, if your D-line beats their O-line, then this is a team that you can beat. Um, you know, Goff just had a clean game, of course. He did have a pick. Um, Which he, you know... You could have called it forcing, but the ball yeah. should have been caught. It, it should have been, but just yeah. a good play, good defensive yeah. play. But overall, you know, Goff played a clean game. Jameer Gibbs played a clean game. Um, you know, they had multiple rushers. Goff had a rushing touchdown for the first time in how, how long, you know. So it's his first rushing touchdown as a Detroit Lions, so at least wow. three years. Wow. Um, but it was awesome. He faked it beautifully, uh, and it just worked. And I, I like Ben Johnson's play call in the red zone there. And, and as I'm looking at this, the Lions only had four players had catches today. Amon Ra had 9 for 102, Laporta 8 for 84 in touchdown, Khalif Raymond 4 for 55, and Jameer Gibbs 1 for 2. So really three receivers caught the ball today. It just shows That's that we're, crazy. we're able to win in dynamic close games and 
This is something we couldn't do last year, bro. And this is why it's good to see this. I know we should have beat Seattle week two. We should be 3-0. Mm-hmm. We should be. It's no doubt in my nah, mind. Nah, you should be for real. Um, Ooh, Kenny Pickett to, who is it, Calvin Austin? Yeah, like a 70-yard yeah, touchdown. Massive dime there. Great job, Kenny Pickett. I did, uh, you know, just a little... Oh, it's coming back. Oh, no. Okay. Never mind, Kenny. Sorry <laughs> about that. But, no, like you said, the, the, the pass attack, it worked, it worked even with the minimal amount of people catching passes. Mm-hmm. And it showed that our air raid, and, and we touched up on it last week, it's the reason why our team genuinely is working as well as it is right now, because our rush attack has not... You know, oh, mended together. defense is going to stand, yeah. Also, touchdown Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's like 70 yards, however long that was. Anyway, continue. So it's tied up, but um, yeah, no, our, our pass attack is what pushes this offense. It's the it's the combustion engine. Um, they need to keep Jared playing efficient, you know, continue to elevate our rookies and Sam Laporta, as well as a lot of rookies made an impact today. If I can just talk about this for a second. Um Brian, Brian Branch, Branch, 11 solo tackles, 3 TFLs, 2 pass deflections. Sam Laporta, 8 catches, 84 yards, and a touchdown, his first of his NFL career. Jameer Gibbs, 80 rushing yards, 4.7 average. Jack Campbell, 6 tackles and a sack, his first career NFL sack. Dude, that draft class, like after the draft, y'all were scrutinized for your draft class. You Shit see, on. You see these guys, like all, like you, four guys right there you named just that are making plays as rookies, you know? Like, you can Jalen Hyatt with zero catches the other day. Like, I don't know. It's just it's a and, good fucking draft. And you know what? Guys. If you follow the, the X account, you'll see that tweet I retweeted with those stats, and you'll see Brad Holmes, who I believe is the best GM in football right now. And by Howie Roseman. Y- yes, you can argue that. But I just think, look at the players that Brad Holmes, you know, granted, some of these guys would have been taken either way. But, like, look at the players she's taken in this this in this century, bro. Like, one of the most, I, like, fucking transcendental, like, running backs we've seen in years. And Todd Gurley cut short. Aaron Donald, one of the best, if not the best, defensive player of all time. And then so many more. Cooper Cup. Look at these guys on Detroit now. Aiden Hutchinson, Josh Pascal, Amon Ra. Jared Goff, of course. Jared Goff. He got Jared Goff as well, who everyone shits on. But, and then eight, speaking of Aiden Hutchinson, in this game, four tackles, two sacks, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery, and two pass um, breakups. That team is young, and that team is hungry. It's gritty and ready to go. Like, it, there's no other way to put it. And, and Goff's the right guy. Like, he's the right guy for Detroit. He just is. And they already talked about how they had extension talks before the season. Yeah, Nothing they'll, crazy. they'll get something done, for sure. And I genuinely believe, honestly, I, I would lock him down until the man's going to Retire, because based on how he's playing, he's not slowing down. Give like a five-year deal. I would, like just to make it cost-efficient on and the then, team. And then even then, you could, uh, if he's still good and still playing well, at, let's see, it'll be 34. Yeah, he signs another deal. You could. I mean, elite. Five more years. <laughs> elite pocket passers, and we've seen this so far in the league, you know. Oh, Sam Howell TJ had a rough Watt. day. Jimmy G's going to have a rough night. Kenny <laughs> yeah. Pickett's going to have a rough night. I don't know. Can you pick his? He did just throw a bomb, but you know, (laughs) finding these elite pocket passers and locking them into your organization for a long time to sustain stability and And, elevate play. Also, elite pass rushers watching as watching TJ Watt sack and like Aiden Hutchinson, like finding elite elite pass rushers to go along with your defense. You know, it's hard to find. You can find good ones like that. You have a good team. Yeah, and I agree. And if you can lock them down and secure them. You should. Mm-hmm. Those are playmakers and game changers. And uh, obviously the Atlanta Falcons, they're not a slouch team, but they're not ready. 
I think this game proved it enough. This was a, a good testament to them, uh, a good challenge for them to show the world, like, yo, we could beat these gritty teams that are in competition this year. And um, they weren't able to do that. In fact, they weren't even a score. They weren't even able to score a touchdown. It was just overall a rough outing for them. No, was it twenty six actually? What Atlanta? Did they get two field goals? Yeah, two field goals. Okay, so it was twenty to six. But you know, Young Hoku, I think he actually he did. One. He missed one. Yeah, yeah. so it would have been twenty to nine. Different story, but <laughs> not really. I don't know. I, I think it's just overall our defense finally did what I said all last week they need to be doing, um, and that's creating pressure. Put the game in Desmond Ritter's hands. He made some really nice throws. Shout out to him. But he also just wasn't able to elevate his team behind him and take the offense down the field and have a long, sustaining drive. Because like we talked about at the beginning of the episode, Atlanta's rush attack, number one in the league going into this game, and they were silenced. Uh, 33 yards for Bajan, like 15 for Algiers. 12. 12. I mean, that's just On a... seven carries. That's a rough game. And I think, you know, at Ford Field, the crowd was electric. It was very loud there today. Shout out to Detroit natives. Showing love for your team. But I just really was glad that we were able to put up this performance against the Atlanta Falcons, who I also consider, even after this loss, to still... To, to still be a top 15 team based on the fact that they have Bajan Robinson. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even trying to be... I'm not I'm not even sleeping on like AJ Terrell, Jesse Bates, who had a really rough game in my opinion. Um, they have a decent pass defense, I'm not going to lie, but we were just better today on offense with our rookies and Sam Laporta, and then especially on the defensive side, just wreaking havoc. But again, what were your overall thoughts on, I guess... Especially Jameer Gibbs, what were your thoughts on him taking that helmet premier back, and what were your thoughts on Atlanta's defense? Uh, I mean, Atlanta's defense. I mean, they only gave up twenty points. Like it wasn't, you know, they didn't get blown out by any means. It's just if the offense, you know, plays well, it's a different game, I think. But it's just that D line, they couldn't, they couldn't block them. You know, TFLs, sacks. Like I said, they had seven sacks on Ritter. That 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 you know, makes your guy a little bit, you know. It's hard Deer for the headlights type look. It's know? hard for any quarterback to succeed, yeah, right. especially a young guy like him. So, but yeah, Brian Branch is a star in the making for sure. Uh, yeah, lost Chauncey Gardner, but you're in good hands with him. Yeah, um, I agree. And Kirby Joseph's out, but Tracy Walker stepped up. Jerry Jacobs had a nice game. We have depth. We have depth. I'm not worried about the injuries. I'm really not. You know, I hope those guys recover, obviously, quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, I, I think we do have adequate enough talent to win us games still. But what were your thoughts on? You didn't answer Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, like, Jameer Gibbs. He was the better uh, rookie running back today. He was by, by far. Uh, Bijan. I mean, he did have some catches, four catches, twenty-seven yards. But he, he he still looked electric. But it's just you know, I think the Lions overall have a cleaner offense, more. I mean, more diverse for sure. You know, like that. You know, Desmond Ritter was. Airing it out like how Goff was, I'm sure Bijan would have it easy on the ground. But you know, Gibbs, you know, with that pass game opened up, he t- took advantage of it, you know, and just played solid ball. And I don't know if he has the frame to be like a, a, a dominant three down back, but you, you know, he, he did more of that today, and he was fine. So I, I definitely think he could be a guy that you know increases his reps over, as over time. But you know. Until Montgomery comes back, I, I think you guys are definitely in good hands and you're fine with just him being in that, in that backfield. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think 
you said it perfectly. Efficiently, efficiency-wise, Jameer Gibbs was the better running back today. Over time, we'll obviously be able to compare these two running backs. That you know, where they were taken in the draft might be disputed. You know, people shat on a lot. You talked about it. People were shitting on the Giants, uh, the Lions draft class this this past draft, and mm-hmm. they were saying they they stretched and reached on a lot of guys. I did not think so initially, and I especially don't think oh! so now. That almost a pick six. Almost a pick six by Kenny Pickett. Should have been. Should have been. Who's that? <laughs> Marcus Peters? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. But uh, getting back to the Lions, I just overall think that you know we'll see efficiency-wise over the course of the season who's going to have a better rookie year, and so far it's definitely been Bajan. But um, one of the big things, I think, is that the Lions do have a better O-line. It's going to yeah. take... You know, Jameer, a little time. A little, he, little, yeah. He was hesitating when he was hitting his gaps a little earlier on in the game. He was a little scared. I, I Not scared, I don't want to say scared, but I want to say maybe a little bit lackluster in confidence at the beginning of the game, and then we saw him come out at halftime and really change it up. Um, one of the things I really did notice was Penny Sewell did get two holding penalties mm-hmm. today. Just something I haven't seen out of him. A little more discipline. I, I know our O-line is kind of makeshift right now. Dan Skipper had to take some snaps because Matt Nelson went down. Like Dan uh, I love Dan Skipper though. He, he's a guy that you know. I, I would go. I would call if I found out you know some things were going on with my <laughs> wife and a varsity team. You know, I, I'd call Dan Skipper down and he, you know he'd handle the situation. <laughs> but uh, overall, I think like you said, we dominated the line and skip scrimmage the entire game. Made it incredibly hard for Atlanta's offense to do anything. And overall, we have a, in, in my opinion, a quarterback. I like Desmond Ritter a lot. Don't get me wrong, I'm high on him, but I think he's, you know. Probably if he's gonna succeed, it's gonna take time. It's gonna take a couple years, if if anything, with him to get, with him getting comfortable not only with the offense but the speed of the NFL. Mm-hmm. I think it will take, take him a, a little minute. That's why you know I think Jared's finally coming into his own because he was ooh, given that chance to. He was given that chance, but quarterbacks that aren't that athletic have They're to already like uh, they they have to rely on their mind and their ability yeah. to process the game at a good enough speed. And that's why we're seeing it takes in my time to develop. It takes a lot of time. And we see Jared, you know, had his rough patches with the Rams, did get to the Super Bowl, but now he's playing the best ball of his career with Detroit. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because he's finally learned the game, learned the speed, gotten the gist of things. He just he knows. Like he, he probably knows every single coverage now. He probably does. And quarterbacks that aren't able to use their legs like Lamar or Deshaun Watson or guys like that. Even Daniel Jones. Even Daniel Jones, exactly. They're you know, what you would call you know, kind of a one-dimensional player, but if you're able to master that aspect of your game, you are just that damn good that you're just going to show... It doesn't matter. Like, look at Peyton Manning. Was he going to outrun a D-end? No. I'm not comparing Jared Goff to either of those guys. Tom Brady, Eli Manning, Dan Marino, Eli, I mean, Phil Rivers, Big Ben. I mean, Big Ben was a little bit of a runner, but still, like, these guys had... There's a Hall of Famers. And you can you can put Jared up there with elite passers in the game. You yeah, can. No, he is. In 98 starts, 25,000 passing yards, 383 consecutive passes, tied third of most all-time without an interception. This guy's a good quarterback, if, if anything, great. And I think, you know, obviously the fact that they're winning these games, you know, despite, you know, they didn't score that many points, 20 points, you know, nothing got, crazy. They got the win. They got the win at home. They needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, All that matters is that, is that W in that column. And I think this is kind of the perfect place to segue into our predictions for this Thursday night matchup, which is going to be a big one. Uh, Thursday night football, mm-hmm. I believe it's going to be at Lambeau, if I'm not mistaken. 
Um, let me just check this. I apologize. Yeah, they're at Lambeau playing the Green Bay Packers on Thursday night football. Uh, so it's this week, obviously. So a short week. We beat the Packers at Lambeau in the last game of last season. Mm-hmm. We have that momentum. We have that confidence going into that building and that stadium. And it's always going to be a historic event going into Lambeau with this team. Especially as of now, in my opinion. Because this this is not... they You can actually call them rivals now. They swept them last year. The Lions oh, swept yeah, the Packers. Yeah. You can call them rivals it's now. It's a rivalry now. Yeah, and I, I love it. And I can't wait for this fucking game. Because yeah, it's going to be a good game. It's going to come down to one thing and one thing alone. In my personal opinion. Just based off watching the Packers today... Based off watching the Lions today, I've watched two out of the three Packers games. I've watched all three Lions games to the best of my ability. I want to say this. It's going to come down to the run game. In this game, this is going to be... We talked about this earlier in the episode with the line of scrimmage and the D-line. Who is going to slow down who? Time of possession, turnovers. Who is going to have 28 minutes of time and who's going to have 31? Jordan Love can't start off 17-0 again like, like this week. Like today. No. He, I mean, don't get me wrong. It shows that he has the capability of making a comeback. Guts. He had guts today. Which we'll get into that in, in a different episode. We'll get. We'll definitely be talking about that game in the recap. Uh, the Saints probably need to make some changes. <laughs> Jameis. Uh, oh, God, Jameis. Fuck, uh, like eight straight punts. But either way. Um, <laughs> and a missed field goal. Yeah, that was, that was rough. That, that was a rough game for the Saints. But... In my opinion, going into the Thursday, it's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people are probably going to say. I know people still don't respect Jordan Love. Yeah. I, 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 I do. I know homies still that don't. No slight on their opinion. Everyone's entitled to their own. But I think that uh, he is going to be... and and, and He's going to promote a problem for this Detroit Lions the defense. The, the division, yes. But I think this... This defense in particular, especially on Thursday night. If Christian Watson comes back... He has to. He has and, to. And I'm hearing that he might. He has to. He it's going has to be to. a little scary. They as long need as, him. As long as Brian Branch is there, I, I'm confident on whoever he's covering. He was locked down all game tonight. Um, or or this, this afternoon, excuse me. Uh, I... And I, I trust our linebacking core and Alex Anzalone, who's who's been making plays all year. I got I got to give that guy credit. He earned his fucking money. I know they signed him to that three year deal. Great linebacker, not great, but really good. He's, Gets the job done. He's always there, bro. And Jack Campbell emerged. Malcolm Rodriguez always going to be good for us. But I really think this will be another one of these games where it's going to be probably like twenty four to twenty eight, something like that. I, I'm not. Saying that's my official score yet, but I'm just using that as context. But the the Packers have been, been back to back one point games now. When they lost, when they won, so they got to even out. I think. Oh, were weren't the Saints minus one? They were. Wow, <laughs> they were. That's crazy. So if you bet on that game, I didn't. I know I wouldn't have touched that, but that's crazy. That's crazy as fuck. But uh, Logan, overall, what is your, what are your predictions for this upcoming Thursday night matchup between the Detroit Lions and Green Bay Packers? Gosh, I don't know. It's tough. I'm gonna root for Jordan Love because he's, I'm probably he's probably my starter in fantasy. In fact, he yeah he is this week. Um, but if Christian Watson is back, which he needs to come back, is my my fourth round pick in like every single league that I have him in. 
So I need him to come back because Jordan Love needs it. He needs another receiver there that can catch the ball. Um, but if Jordan Love, I mean, if uh, Christian Watson is back and Aaron Jones is back and Bakhtiari is back, I'm going to take the Packers. If they're not, or if, like, two of them are, if two of them are back out of that three, I'll, I'll take the Packers. But, like, if only one of them is back, I think I'm going to go with the Lions. It's a safer pick. But I do think it's going to be a good game. We'll probably see some good good play from both sides. It's going to be a chippy game for sure. Um, and we're going to see an ad for it literally right here. But the Packers are at home, so this is their best shot to beat them this year. Uh, it's a uh, nighttime game in Lambeau. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's going to be a good game. I, it's a, that's probably the game of the week in my opinion. It, I think so too. I'm glad the Lions only have to go there now. It's going to be a little warmer than when they would have to go yeah. later on in the year. So yep. that's a huge advantage. Um, me personally, I, I agree with everything you just said. I'm just, I'm still going to take the better offense, in yep. my opinion. Uh, it is the Lions. I am biased, obviously. Uh, but in my opinion, obviously Green Bay has mm-hmm. a really decent rush attack when Aaron Jones is healthy. And A.J. Dillon, if he's even been playing, he's a yeah. good power back. But I really do think that we have the better quarterback, and yeah. I think that Jameer Gibbs is going to get his first NFL touchdown this game. I really hope he does. Uh, not yet, no. Wow. Um, very close, very we'll close. Soon. Yeah, he will. That's right, he's getting some goal line reps today. And I think that it'll come down to, like we talked about, time of possession. Turnovers. Um, yeah, turnovers as well. But I think this will be a clean game when it comes to I, that I on both so sides. Well. I think so as well. Very well-coached teams. I just really think that Ben Johnson has this defense's number. Uh, his first Ooh. season as an OC, he swept them. They, we swept them. I'm not saying handedly in either game, but we won. You know, We were able to win, and it was off the back of our offense in both those games. Obviously, the Kirby Joseph pick sealed it, but we were winning because of our offense. And I really do believe that we're going to be able to do it again. We really need to win. Uh, we, we are 2-1. and one. It'd be great to go 3-1, and one, especially mm-hmm. in this division. It's wide open right now. The only real competition is the Packers at this point. Um, the Bears have yet to win a game. So um, the Vikings. So the Vikings, <laughs> which is shocking. So you, if you win this Thursday, then you're, t- you're like taking grass from the division yeah. in the first quarter of the season. I believe so. And I think that it's going to be a huge testament to Dan Campbell as if this is the best start he's ever had to yeah, a season. By far, yeah. And if we're able to go 3-1, and one, that's a huge in mountain to, in great shape. to just rest upon. But what do you think about overall? What do you think our defense is going to be able to do? Do you think there's going to be this is going to be high scoring, or do you think this is going to be like a gritty contest? I do think it's going to be gritty. Chippy, gritty, but yeah, like 28-21 type range. Okay. Something like that. I, I do think Jordan Love is going to you know get his way. Why throw by Jimmy G. Um, moving to the left. Devontae, but uh, I do think Jordan Love will be able to make some plays. He just he can't start down 17-0 like he did this week. Um, but oh, like, I I agree with what you said. I think the Packers or I mean, the uh, Lions do have a better offense overall. But two two well coached teams. But I, I do like Ben Johnson's offense a little bit more than Lafleur's. Honestly, you know, I saw some plays today where Lef- it was like a questionable play call by Lafleur. Um, but you know, Jordan Love's making some creativity happen towards the end of the game. But he was. It's it's. It's definitely going to be one of the better games of week four, for sure, and I'm excited to see it. Uh, too bad I'm going to be working. I won't be able to watch it too in-depth, but, yeah, it's it's always it's always a bloodbath when these two teams face off. It's always chippy, but now it's, I feel like, a real competition that it has been in past years. Yeah, 
I, I really like we talked about earlier. The rivalry is real with these two teams. Um, the Lions are actually relevant and competitive for the first time. Not last year they were as well, and but the Packers have something to prove. They do. They're they're trying to show that hey, we can, can still we can still do it yeah. without Aaron Rodgers, which is still you know that's a big hill to climb for oh, them, yeah. and they Everyone can do it. Giant shoes, the giant shoes to fill. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm gonna be realistic. This team can do it. They have every piece on defense that they need. Just gotta get healthy. They just have to get healthy on offense and experience together. They need to like just keep meshing together. They have been so far, but just keep keep building that rapport, you know. And they look good. They look. I'm not gonna lie, you know, in this in the first half against the Saints, and we'll talk about this game. They looked rocky, but this is a, a team. Drops. This is a team where I'm gonna be a little. I'm gonna be aware of in Thursday night. And if you're a Lions fan, you should definitely Don't show respect. Yeah. yeah, you can't sleep on this team and. We never have. Oh. Jimmy G, terrible interception. <laughs> terrible. I think that's a perfect way to end it off with a Jimmy G pick. <laughs> that's a great way to... And he's running off the field like, oh, fuck. Oh, guys, fuck. <laughs> and Josh McDaniels is like, oh, guys, let's get... Oh. Josh, Jeff, I'm so fucking sorry. I know he's I know he, I know he's already like 20 beers deep right now, bro. Because Jeff's the guy. <laughs> but rip to Jeff. Watching that... Just, uh, just throwing an in route to a DB. Good job, Jimmy. Oh fuck. <laughs> oh fuck, guys. Daniels probably he looks like a cuck. He's like, oh, I'm gonna watch my wife get fucked later. <laughs> uh, but everyone out there, thank you so much for listening to this episode. This is Trevor and Logan with T Time Reports signing off. Take care, everyone. <laughs>